Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. I will never understand, but I want to hear about it every second of every day. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. I'm choking to death, my God. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. I love my hikes. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. My kid looks like a snail. Hello, everyone, and welcome to What Fresh Hell. This is Margaret. And this is Amy. And today we're talking about the things we can't live without because we can use some good ideas right now. We need some things we can't live without. We have done this episode before. Yes. We did a things we can't live without episode back in the normal times. Back in the before days. And Pamela actually went to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash wet fresh hellcast and she said might i request a things we can't live without 2020 edition pamela this is for you thank you pamela this was a good idea and right away people were already all over it with their (laughs) own things they can't live without of which there were so many amy why don't you start us off with something you can't live without and this can just be anything right i took this assignment pretty loosely it can be anything it doesn't have to be like surviving the end times you know it can just be fun things that you love just anything that's giving me a lift right now. Listen, if anything is giving you literally one second of joy, I need to know about it as soon as possible. Okay, so here's my here's my first suggestion to you. It's the documentary The Vow on HBO. Oh, Amy, <laughs> can we just scrap What Fresh Hell and just have a <laughs> podcast where we discuss the documentary The Vow? How good is it? I literally like just lit up on a cellular level when you said those words. Yes. I'm obsessed. Yes. Guys, I'm not sure. The rest of the podcast may just be me and Amy talking about The Vow because it is so fascinating. I started out while listening to a podcast about Nexium. So it's a it's a documentary about a, a cult called Nexium N X I V M. I like how you spell it in case anyone wants to look it up and join it. You're like it's N X. I believe all the people involved are in jail, so you probably can't join this cult anymore. I have gone deep on this, and there is a also an excellent podcast called Uncover, which I listen to every episode and love that, and was like give me more. So now there's a documentary. So it's a cult, and what's so fascinating, I think, about Nexium and probably Scientology is and this HBO documentary does such a good job of it like the first episode they're talking about the ideas of Nexium and how it made their lives better and you're like it sounds like some pretty good ideas actually right <laughs> you're like I'm in that way of looking at the world seems pretty accurate to me like the sort of overweening thing they teach them is you can choose how to react in any moment and then I've been applying that to my parenting right that's advice that we give on the podcast all the time right in the what fresh hell cult I'm like, yeah, I'm going to choose how I'm reacting. And then all of a sudden, you're being literally like branded with a cattle brand and calling your best friend your master and and you're her slave. And like the slippery slope from one to the other is just a way the human nature works that I will never understand. But I want to hear about it every second of every day. Okay, we literally have to get off of this because we could do 45 minutes on it. But the other thing that's amazing about this documentary, I had already listened to the podcast. Shout out to my sister, Kate, who said, you have to watch the uh, HBO doc. And I was like, I already listened to the podcast. I kind of get it. You know, cult, blah, blah, branding, blah, blah, whatever. LA cookies, you know. And the amazing thing about the 
documentary is that there was a dude who was a filmmaker and he filmed everything that happened. Right. And he recorded every single phone call. So unlike a lot of documentaries where it's someone being like, and then I called her and I said, this is like, and then I called her and click, hello, Joe. And it's the phone (laughs) call, like the actual phone call is playing. And it is, I mean, look soon for the vow breakdown spinoff podcast from What Fresh Hell because it's mind-blowing. We have to start at the vow, you know, thread on our What Fresh Hell page so people can talk about it. It's so, so, so fascinating. I'm here for all of it. I read the Lawrence Wright book about Scientology. It's like a 700-page book. Loved it. I am here for all of that content. So I have certain topics in my life where I'm like, You will never exhaust my interest in this topic. Satanic panic is one of them. Yes. Yes, please. Mass hysteria. Like people, nuns who start meowing like cats. I could, (laughs) anything anyone ever has to say about satanic panic, mass hysteria, and then cults. Like those are three topics where like, if you've got content, send it my way because I, there is no bottom to my interest in those topics. This is the rare air where you and I are in the most fervent agreement possible. Love it. Okay. So definitely I feel a spinoff podcast coming in our future, but for now (laughs) we need to stay on topic. I'm pretty busy, but okay. Okay. (laughs) We're supposed to be talking about moms and things we can't live without and not cults, satanic panic and mass hysterias. I'm so excited you liked mine. It was amazing. I got joy chills when you said the word the <laughs> vow and I jumped. You will see. Hopefully it doesn't blow out your ears because as we record, we look at a, what do you call it? Like a timeline where you can see our sound waves. An EKG kind of thing. And mine blew out. When you said the vow, I screamed very loudly. So apologize to our editor, Christy, who's <laughs> going to have a job on our hands getting that. Christy's a thing I can't live without. Yeah, we can't live without our editor, Christy. She's awesome. But now for some of you guys, we went out, of course, to our Facebook page and got lots of uh, feedback on things you can't live without. This was a good one. Indoor swing. Maeve. Love the name Maeve. (laughs) Always wanted to have a kid named Maeve. The swing mounted the ceiling in our living room for kids. It is the best. We have attachment for swing, trapeze bar, hammock, and gymnastic rings. Amazing for rainy days, but it gets lots of use even on a nice day. Wow. Indoor gym equipment. Something I haven't really given a ton of thought to. I feel like I don't have the floor space that would be required around this. You know, like you have to have open space. I don't think this is really for New York City apartment people. But I will say in the house that we grew up in, my dad, we had... It was a really old house and we had, you know, when you have like a hotel room and there's a shared door between the bedrooms? Yes. So the bedrooms in our house had that growing up. Like every room had two doors that led to the next rooms. Can you picture what I'm talking about? Like hotel doors. Yeah, I can. Fire doors. Yeah. What do you call that in a hotel? Fire doors. Wouldn't you call that? Or adjoining doors or something? Adjoining room doors. That's what it had. And so in the one between my sister and my room, we hung just like a chin-up bar. I guess my brother was going to do chin-ups. But we started doing whatever, just like flipping around on the bar. I mean, there's only two things you could do. It was hung on the top. So you couldn't go over the top of it like a gymnast. It was a chin-up bar. It was right against the head, the top of the doorway. Yeah. And so you could only do, we used to call it skin the cat I think you put your feet over your head and I mean there were like two tricks you could do and I would say we used it for you know several hours some days some rainy (laughs) days so I don't I feel like people hear indoor swing and they're like what are you you know what is it the playboy mansion like no you can just put small things in places that make it fun you don't have to like have a whole indoor gym area We have one of those like pull-up bars. I mean, my spouse and my oldest kid use it to do pull-ups like in the house. And sometimes I just, I can't do a pull-up, but I can sort of hang from it and stretch my back out and it feels pretty good. Yeah, there you go. Can you do the thing where you can put your feet through it and touch the ground? Uh, No. I mean, maybe I probably once could have. (laughs) When you guys hear like, what happened to Amy? It's like, well, she broke her back trying to use her chin-up bar in a new way. Nicole suggests something called Gorilla Gym. We'll put a link to this in the show notes for this episode. She says it switches out between a rope ladder swing and rings. Five kids here. Half my kids can flip off the rings and dismount. Mm. This is sort of like, I mean, my original go to on the original things we can't live without was the slack line. 
which we'll also put a link to, which we have gotten so much use out of, still getting a lot of use out of it was a gift. Yeah. Explain this in case there are new listeners. It's really just like two like nylon belts, but they're really long and you string them between the trees and the kids put their feet on one on their hands on the other. And it's like a tight rope or you can kind of flip on the top one. It's hard to describe. It's super fun. And I feel like you could almost do one inside. But like these are the kind of things I feel like it doesn't make sense to people to put a gym inside the house. But I'm going to look into the rings thing. We used to have one of those chairs that hung from the ceiling that's like you get them at ikea it's not a hammock but it's like a little pod but it hung from the ceiling on a rope but of course my kids would swing wildly in it and just bash into things and it always ended in tears so we took it down it's like some kids are really into this right my daughter used to as a baby just scream in the swing like hated it when we took her to the park just always always hated it and then i have another kid who always loved swings roller coasters, any sort of like being whipped around, going too fast, loves that sensation. And it seems to me that if you have a kid like this, I wish I had a gorilla gym in the house for this kid when this kid was littler. The other suggestion in this entire category, yoga ball. Oh, yeah. Which I guess, and I've also seen people back in the day, people, we would have called this item, get ready for your oldie locks alert. Back in my day. A hoppy horse. <laughs> Do you know what a hoppy horse is, Amy? Yeah, it had it was a yoga ball with a handle on the top. A yoga ball with a handle, so you could ride it around like a horse. Things were simpler then. That was good for an afternoon, right? I'm just going to jump on this yoga ball. Yeah, but I guess the yoga ball is, serves kind of the same purpose. Mm-hmm. I do think as the darkness comes, I have a... I don't know if I have a strangely laid out house or if I just have... It's like small rooms or something. It's hard for me to picture anywhere that exercise equipment would go in my house. But I could look around a little bit. I think in this pandemic, something that I've gotten good at is like letting go of the this belongs here and that belongs there. Like my spouse is going to work from home for another couple of months. It's become clear. And so our living room is given over to a workspace for him and some exercise equipment. And, you know, like, and it's our, like, have people over room, but guess what we're not doing? So who cares? Like right now, you can have a swing in the middle of your living room if that's what's going to get you through the winter this year. It doesn't have to be forever. I can't tell if that would stress me out, right? On this topic, I'm going to say, and I will put a link to them, hanging file folders that are nice looking that I have put in the middle of our dining room. Because the dining room table has, of course, become the remote learning center of my home. Yes. And the amount, I mean, I have often discussed on the podcast, the problem of the barfing backpacks, just like, especially it's, I feel like middle school, maybe it's getting a little bit better, but elementary school every day was just like, here's 800 flyers about like the PTA fun run that's happening. And here's your order books from scholastic forms. And just the vomiting paper that was coming at me from every space and like only one out of every eight of them was important, you know, like, but discerning which one of the eight was impossible. So I was constantly like, it's what day you have to have what kind of costume for international who now? Oh, that flyer came home weeks ago. It's like, right. It came with the other 86 flyers that were useless to me, you know? So I now have, it's like, if you can picture it in an office, they have them It's flat and then there's like little triangles that pop out and it holds file folders. And the file folders are sort of visible, like they're inside something that's visible or is it in a closed box? It's like a file folder holder. Yes. But you can see the tabs when you look at it. You don't have to like open it up to look at the tabs. I think that's the key. You can see the tabs. Yeah, it's flat and it has these little pockets basically that hold paper. It doesn't even have to be file folders. And At the end of the day, everybody's forms go in there categorically. In fact, today I have to go out and fill out, you know, the it's my kids are going back to school hybrid. So I need to fill out like the emergency contact forms. But at least I know when I go up, the forms are in those pockets. And so I go into everyone's pocket once a week and I'm like, trash, 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 you need it, fill it out trash, trash, trash. And it goes sideways if it hasn't been dealt dealt with and then Mm. vertical if it's ready to go out, you know. So then in the morning when it's backpack time, I look up and I can see anything that is like (laughs) portrait 
you know, up and down. Landscape, let it lay. I grab it and it goes in the backpack because it's ready to go back to school. Well, landscape means we'll <laughs> look at it later today. I'm very proud of your system. And I just put a similar system in place for my kids that are learning at home. And I had I did learn the hard way. Like I had a nice system like this with like a top that closed and snapped shut so that it was a beautiful, you know, objet on your desk. You know, you can't. The system has to be immediately visible from across the room in order for it to be actually used, I think. And like I said, who cares if you have a bunch of file folders sitting in the middle of your dining room table? This is the season that we're in, as a lazy genius would say. I do. But see, this mine hangs from my wall and it's black and white and polka dotted and it's kind of attractive. And when you put papers in them, Mm -hmm. they disappear into the pockets because I don't want every time I pass the dining room table to see 40 pieces of random paper because it gives me agita in a big way. So I do like to have it like it's neatly away, but I know I have a system for going through it and dealing with it. Right, right. And the system itself is there beckoning to you like, I'm here when you need me. I have a, a sticky wicket for you, though, and I'm hoping you have something that I can't live without to solve it. And I'm going to tell you about it right after this break. Okay. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses, first two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist-approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we? say, and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use Fresh to get $100 off your Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E, lumen.me, and use the code FRESH at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. Okay, here's my dilemma. We now have kids who are going to school two days and coming home two days. And basically what I need is three full-size middle school lockers, like head-to-toe lockers, you know, Mm. because they have laptops, these gigantic binders, notebooks, all of these pencils, dividers. Sometimes they're going to need graph paper. Sometimes they're going to need loose leaf paper. Sometimes it's got to be college ruled, wide ruled, notebooks. I do not know where to put all that stuff on the days that they're at home, you know? And right now they're working out of their backpacks, but I see that's problematic. Like, I just don't know, should I get like some sort of ugly piece of furniture involved in my life for the short term that is just like, here's where your school supplies go? Probably. You know, you could get those under bed drawers that have like a, you know, a drawer front and you could stack them up like three plastic sort of Tupperware things and put their names on each one and put all the stuff inside. But it needs to be, it can't have a lid for me. It's got to be like, pull this notebook out, put it like it it needs to be a middle school locker because in my kid's school, they're not, I don't know if this is true everywhere, but I didn't realize this and I didn't realize what a pain it was going to be. They're not allowed to leave anything at school. They have to carry everything back and forth every day. Yes. Yes. My daughter's backpack is so heavy and she walks to school. It's so heavy. 
Oh my gosh, my daughter, I keep saying she looks like, what's the movie where Reese Witherspoon goes hiking around? It was this Cheryl Strayed book. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that one. Everyone's screaming <laughs> at their uh, phone right now. That one. Wild. Wild. But there's a funny scene where Reese Witherspoon puts on the backpack and then she's teetering around because it's so heavy. That is, My kid looks like a snail. I mean, it is. she's carrying like a 50-pound backpack back and forth. Yep. So if you have any really good ideas for me, this is it can't be like containers and boxes. It has to replicate a locker. Yes, where you can open it and look at you need like a door on it, maybe for you. I would love a door so I didn't have to look at it. But that sounds expensive to me. Something with a door. Well, yeah, I think I might just have to get one of those QB jobs like they have at um, Ikea, like those big, white, ugly cubes and just stick it in and make that. You know, the kind of everybody gets a locker and then it'll just be ugly for a while. I do have a related things I can't live with that, which isn't going to solve this situation. But I solved like a locker situation, which was our home was built weirdly without a coat closet. I don't know why. Like, you know, some guy laying it out who didn't have kids, didn't think to put in a coat closet. We didn't really have one. So you can imagine what your sort of foyer entryway looks like when there is no closet. So we needed locker stuff. So I actually went on Etsy. And that is the perfect place to have like the most talented people just connect one to one. Right. I found this carpenter in Ohio who built us like exactly what we needed. So when you need something like that permanently, Etsy is the place to do it instead of like going on. I don't know, you know, some catalog site and getting something that doesn't really fit. Etsy has saved my life on stuff like that. We have a very awesome, very strangely laid out house. And I did go to Lowe's and I bought they're like lockers like they're like a coat mudroom locker you know I bought three of them and they have hooks and then the drawer at the bottom it looks like you know an entryway thing because we also didn't have a coat closet and it's where we hang our coats but these school supplies I gotta have some shelving involved mm-hmm. I don't know it's a problem I think if it's three days a week at home it's probably worth you know investing in something yeah it's worth getting some shelves and stuff even if it's ugly yeah because I don't want to have my dining room covered with crud all the time it depresses me yeah you need a place to put it can we go back to something that's easy to love yes and easy to make part of your life peanut M&M's I mean solid choice we had a lot of votes I eat those I feel like those are like a healthy snack (laughs) I've convinced myself of that because there's peanuts in them so it's like it's protein I think those are a fine meal replacement I think they're as good as any like protein bar that you delude yourself with I love them well also I have a super picky eater and his really he's well you talked about this with your son this kid eats lobster thermidor loves pesto makes guacamole, but will not eat like a granola bar. Like he's just one of those kids who's all over the place. Mm-hmm. And peanut M&M is often his healthy snack. I mean, what can I do about it? Nothing. Not, do nothing about it because they're wonderful. Yeah. I mean, I'm not my fave. I don't know. I could live without peanut M&Ms, but I'm glad for you people who love them. <laughs> Science kits. Sabrina says, is it Mel or May science kits? I don't know what they are, but they're probably like kits that you make science stuff with. And KiwiCo, which is has been a sponsor of our podcast, they make amazing kits. They really do. And saving that stuff for like a rainy day is a rainy Saturday is really a terrific idea. Yeah. And if you want to get a KiwiCo, uh, check out whatforshellpodcast.com forward slash promo codes and you will find a, a discount for them. Yeah. Mini trampoline. This is another in the home. uh, Inside the house. Interesting. I had one for my (laughs) kids. They make a little, it's got like a handlebar. And so you just jump, 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 jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just stand on it. Although one of my kids did knock her front teeth back in about an inch with it by hitting her tooth against the bar. Oh, that wasn't great. Oh my gosh. But you know. I do think finding some physical thing, and we've said it before on the podcast, and it's something to really remember, like making outside time non-negotiable. My sister-in-law runs a school in Chicago, and their rule is we're outside every day. They have outdoor recess every day. She's like, I don't care if it's raining. I don't care if it's, you know, 13 degrees outside. They do outdoor recess. And it's something I struggle with because I had my kids in California and then I moved back to New York and I kind of am like, oh, it's too cold to go outside. And I've been trying to rework that story a little bit for us. You know, one of the things that's really saved us during coronavirus has been spending a ton of time outdoors. We have a kind of an open floor plan house. There's five of us here. 
there's a lot of rooms in this house where if someone is in any other part of the house, you can hear that person chewing or breathing or just generally being annoying with their presence. And so I've taken to spending a lot of time outdoors and I am going to try to commit to keeping doing that even when it's cold. I just saw this article that goes around all the time, you know, the article that's like Norway babies or whatever, and they have them nap outside. Even when it's freezing outside. <laughs> yeah, like in Finland, they like go into the Starbucks equivalent and then just leave their baby outside in the stroller, like that kind of thing. In the snow, yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to try to be a Norwegian baby all winter and just be like, I'm going to wrap <laughs> myself up and take a nap in the snow. And in that, let me give you my tip. Does everyone know what a zero gravity chair is? It's like a lounge chair. No, I don't know. I mean, I've heard of it, but I don't really know what it is. It's a just a kind of chair that's shaped kind of like an S. And it's like a folding lounge chair that you take to the beach. You know, it's not a fancy chair. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. We'll put a link in the show notes. They make $10,000 versions of them, I'm sure. But mine was like 60 bucks off of Amazon. And it is very comfortable to sit and read in. It's also very comfortable to sit and do nothing in. And I spent so much time in mine this summer. And I am committing. I bought a really fuzzy blanket. And I'm going to sit in it all winter. Even if I have to bring a space heater and point it at me while I sit in it and read my book, I'm being outside this winter. Wow. I'm going to be a Norwegian baby, guys. I'm going to give you this, another thing I can't live without, which is actually was uh, I just had a birthday. Happy birthday to you, Amy. Thank you. Happy birthday to you, Margaret. It is actually today that we're recording, which is not the day the episode will come up. But today is Margaret's birthday. So please send her some birthday love or money send me some money that's what i <laughs> thought you were gonna say please send me some birthday money so i can buy some things i can't live without so this is already a thing this is one of those birthday presents i got that i was like oh okay and it was one of those lovely moments where your partner does actually know you better than you know than you think they do he got me a pendleton wool blanket which is like, it has like a Pueblo print on it. And I opened it and I was like, oh, and he's like, it's so you can sit outside. Because I do too. I love to sit outside, like sitting on the little porch that we have saves your sanity and it's getting too cold. This blanket is so crazy warm. Like I tried to use it last weekend and I was like too hot after two minutes because it's still like, you know, middle of September. So warm that I'm going to be able to sit outside in truly unreasonable temperatures underneath it. And it's going to be a thing that I can't live without. Someone gave me one of those for my wedding and I was like, this is weird. Yeah. And I put it away. Hopefully the person who gave it to me does not listen to this podcast. <laughs> but it's still, I think, like wrapped in plastic in my attic and I'm going to go find it for my Norwegian baby zero gravity sitting because that sounds perfect. Yes, it's like boiled wool and there's just something about it that, yeah, that is really warm. And the other thing I can't live without in the blanket sphere is a weighted blanket. This is something I got from my husband, actually, and I use his weighted blanket all the time. I was sure I would love a weighted blanket, and I can't stand it. Really? I can't stand it. I hate the sensation of it. You know, they, in case you don't know what they are, they're like, they're filled with like pockets of like lead, heavy <laughs> magnet dust or something. Yeah. It feels like the, if you get an x ray at the dentist, yes. That thing they put on top of you, it feels like that, but it's not that heavy. Yes. So think about that. Do you find that sensation sort of pleasurable? Then you might like a weighted blanket. They say it's very good for anxiety. You sleep under one. Yeah, I sleep really soundly. I mean, sometimes I do. Like, you know, I was having a rough night the other night. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to pull out the weighted blanket. And actually, my spouse wasn't home. Because sometimes if I sleep under the weighted blanket and, and he isn't, that gets, you know, weird and it's rustly. But I slept under it by myself. And it's heavy. So it sort of restricts your movement in a way that I do find very pleasant. And I slept like a rock. Well, the first one we got, I think, was genuinely too heavy. It was like an x-ray blanket. And I was like, <laughs> why would you want to feel like Godzilla is stepping on you all night while you sleep? Like, it's just, it was awful. We have a slightly lighter one. I have a guy who's a, a little, you know, jangly and he, I was thinking it would help him get better sleep and he uses it sometimes, but even he's not crazy about it. I don't know. You know, it's like, you know what a thunder shirt is? You put a heavy shirt on a dog during a lightning storm. It's like the idea of like, yes. it's like someone giving you a hug. But for me, it felt more like someone driving over me with a car, not giving me a hug. There's a children's book that, that one of my kids used to love called Pete's a Pizza. 
like Peter is a pizza, pizza, pizza. Okay. The story of it is this little boy, Pete, and his grandfather, they, a game that they like to play together where the grandfather's like, time to make the pizza. And he grabs, you know, Pete and Pete's like, no, I'm not a pizza, but he clearly loves it. And the grandfather like rolls him out and kneads the dough and like puts the meatballs on and makes a pizza. But really, it's like clearly just like massage techniques and some proprioception on a kid that has, you know, sensory appetite for that. And he makes a pizza and the kid just loves when his grandfather kind of rolls them back and forth. And so we used to read that book and then I would pretend my kid was a pizza while he mock protested that <laughs> he wasn't a pizza. I have no response to that. It, it's very disturbing. Grab that book if you have a kid who likes a swing and, you know, a kid who loves that stuff, likes a weighted blanket. Pizza pizza is a fun game to play. I'm going to finish with another thing I can't live without. And it's something that I've had to really let go of my concern around, and it's takeout food. I have always been like, I have to cook five nights a week. My kids eat fast food every Friday night. Judge me if you want. Works for us. And then usually one other night we get takeout food. And one of the things that has ground me into a fine powder lately is the constant cooking. And I just really don't like cooking. I don't mind cooking like a good meal that I'm going to enjoy, but the constant production of food. like Lunch and dinner. That's what sent me over the bend. It's the lunch and dinner. Everybody's home for lunch. It's just exhausting. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. It's just so tiring. And I have really given in to like, we're having takeout food. We have to be careful about it. We don't have the budget to be eating, you know, but a pizza, eh, you know, pizza and dinner is 20 bucks for five of us. It's not that bad, you know? I mean, sushi, no, but a cheap take and dinner that makes everybody happy is something I'm realizing I, I don't want to live without. And if we get taken food three days a week during times where I'm having a hard time and it helps my mental health, I'm all in. Oh, yeah. So I can just be a Norwegian baby out in the cold, wrapped up in my Pendleton blanket while someone else takes care of dinner. I'm doing it. You're going to remain in zero gravity until the pizza's arrived. <laughs> I will be in my zero gravity chair while someone else is making a pizza for my family. And guess what you're doing? You're also like, that's also an act of charity right now, right? Everybody, we're being told, first of all, you know, stay safe, but also like ordering from restaurants, they needed to survive. So you can be like, I'm being such a good person ordering pizza again. See, there you go. Love it. All right, we'll be right back. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. So we agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used hero bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber, while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to Hero.co and use the code MOTHERHOOD at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code MOTHERHOOD for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, 
tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Sure, you could go through your day just doing things you enjoy without a second thought. But with random bouts of anxiety, your days are transformed into an exciting journey through time as you revisit small insults of the past and fret about perceived dangers from the future. Riding in the car, listening to the dulcet tones of total eclipse of the heart. With random bouts of anxiety, your simple sing-along transforms into a lengthy revisit of the time in eighth grade when Becky Agnotti told you you were a freak in front of your crush, Bobby Martinez. I should have said her dress looked like a burnt wedding cake. It totally did. Did. Why didn't I think of that at the time? A long walk provides the perfect time to binge a favorite podcast. Or, with random bouts of anxiety, a good time to think about our crumbling national infrastructure. How do bridges work anyway? Like, how come I literally never see anyone checking on these bridges when I'm out walking? Shouldn't someone be making sure these bridges are still working right? I mean... God, there sure are a lot of bridges on this route. Movie night with the kiddos is a great time to relax and unwind from a tough week. Or maybe in your case, an ideal time to contemplate the future in the darkest possible way. I can't believe I have to send all three of these kids to college. Seriously, what was I thinking? I really don't think I can afford to have three kids. But I guess it's a little late to figure that out now. I wonder if we can sell one of our cars. Bedtime is the time to unwind after a day and settle down for seven to eight hours of restful, dreamless sleep. (laughs) Oh, just kidding. You'll be up at 3 a.m. revisiting a cavalcade of perceived slights and ways you're pretty sure you've unwittingly humiliated yourself throughout the past year. Oh, my God. Why was I talking so much at book club? I should not have had that second glass of wine. I always talk too much after a second glass of wine. I'm pretty sure Cindy has never liked me, and now she... She must think I'm a total blabbermouth. This is just like that time in 11th grade where I was going on and on about the prom decorations. Random bouts of anxiety. Keeping your mind occupied since, well, forever. And then I made that weird comment to the driver's ed teacher that one time. I could just tell my face. That was so weird. Liz says that things she cannot live without is her hot glue gun. No further explanation. Amy. She's not going to give us any further explanation. <laughs> I don't know what Liz is doing with her hot glue gun or why it is so important to her life right now. Maybe she's crafty. Yes, I think crafting is probably something that makes people happy in a way that I will never understand, which is fine. Well, I mean, everybody makes something, right? Some people make like, you know, braised lamb shank on a Sunday. Some people make something with their hot glue gun and we make podcast episodes. I feel like making things makes people happy. It just don't, you don't have to make all the things. My daughter and I, I've been talking about it for a long time. I should share some photos because we made a lot of progress. Inherited my sister's old dollhouse from my parents' house when they moved. And it's like a really nice old wooden dollhouse that we've been rehabbing and, you know, wallpapering and putting in carpeting and putting all the furniture in. And it's been a nice thing to do together, but it's definitely not something I couldn't live without. I mean, it's a chore. My daughter, she's growing out of it a little bit now, but she was very much into American girls. And there are so many DIY YouTube videos. So she has spent many, many happy hours She'll say to me, like, I need spray paint. I need, you know, like some two by fours and this. And she made an entire, with a little bit of parental supervision, a beach house that has two floors for her American Girl dolls. And then, you know, we went back to Michael's and bought the stick on wallpaper and all that. And if it's child led, I mean, if I bought all this stuff and brought it home and said, today, you're going to make a beach house, she wouldn't have done it. But she was into it. I ran with it because it was keeping her happy and... It's well worth the trip to Michael's. Actually, we did some more of this during pandemic and they will even new thing I can't live without. You can shop in store and then they'll like bring the bag out to the car for you and you just stay in your car. Have you done this yet? At Michael's? No. Why would I go to Michael's? I'm not crafty. Well, lots of stores do this. Like the in-store pickup, like you can buy stuff from, you know, I don't know, Blue Mercury, whatever, and they'll bring it out to the car. Yeah, I've done it at our bookstore. Yeah, pretty good. Another thing I will point to is Hamilton. 
I know it's been around a while, but it was just on Disney Plus. Yeah. And my kids, so I saw Hamilton a long time ago on Broadway. Loved it. Got into the soundtrack. I was like, yeah, Hamilton. Love it. It's great. And then I tried to get my kids to listen to the soundtrack. Their cousins were kind of into it. And they were like, meh, I don't know. And then my oldest son, who tends to be kind of crabby about his media diet, and is always like, I want to watch Spider-Man, but not with any of you. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yes. Nobody can be on the couch. Came home. I want to watch Hamilton. And I thought, okay. So Hamilton is three hours long. I thought, well, we'll watch it over three nights. So my kids are 11, 9, and 8. They were so into it. They loved watching it. Uh, Yeah. Now, I mean, I will say I'm actually tiring of the Hamilton soundtrack. We listen to it constantly and it doesn't help that like a lot of the ooh sounds in Hamilton. You don't realize how many ooh sounds there are in Hamilton until your kids start replacing that sound with the word poop. And you're like, wow, it's exhausting. It lends itself very well to the sort of ribald. I see. Poop, I poop, I poop, I poop, I poop. I mean, you can really see it. It goes on and on. Yeah, there's lots of opportunity there. I see it. It's a lot. But all that being said, my kids will go upstairs, pick parts, turn on Hamilton and sing it for like two hours. It's funny. My family, we just this week came to the agreement that Hamilton is something that we can live without for a couple of years now. We're good. We're we're done with Hamilton, but it has done so much good for so many right now. I believe we might have talked about this on our Two Kinds of People episode, and there are two kinds of people. People who enjoy something and then continue to enjoy it for the rest of their lives. Yes. And then people who enjoy it and then just indulge in it until they never want to interact with it again. And I am definitely a part two person. Like, if I find an author I like, I read all of the books in one week, you know, like... If I find a soundtrack I like, I listen to it 700 times until it is like it is burned through my system and I can never listen to it again. See, like for me, I feel like anything that's creative arts, you know, being somebody who is a writer, performer and all that, I kind of see the scenes, if you feel me. And so I have a hard time watching something over and over again or even twice because then I start to be like, eh, I don't know about that choice or like mm, this callback of that melody. I don't really buy it here. I can't help but start to take it apart like I would my own work. And so I need to continue to watch new stuff instead of stuff I've seen already. If I like it, like if I like chocolate chip cookies, I'll eat 400 of them and then become sick of them and never <laughs> again. That's just the way I roll. What can I say? A lot of people, including Holly and Sarah, pointed to headphones? Yes. Oh, these have been a helper. And as they say, wireless, and you've been trying to get me on this, AirPods or the equivalent. You don't have AirPods? I just ordered them because just last night on Facebook, Jill Krause, who we both love, she has a big Facebook following, and she was like, hey, everybody, come and talk about these. My life is being saved right now, like at home during pandemic learning with three kids or whatever, that she, you know, has wireless headphones that have a noise canceling setting and it's like saving her sanity. And I thought, okay, I'm going to try these. I have a thing with the wireless ones, like the Bluetooth, like I just, I'm old and like the Bluetooth doesn't work and it's, eh, eh, and I, I can't get them to work when I try to use them. And I like my like plug and play earpods, but I'm going to try again. The thing is, it's one of those items that once you go wireless, you're done. Yeah. Like you can never, now when you put wired headphones on, it's like, what am I in in prison? Like ball and chain. (laughs) You know, those great when they have ads for like the Snuggie or whatever. Yeah. And there's always like the 10 clips of like people trying to keep blankets on them while they watch TV and they're like wrestling with them. So hard. Like they're alive and they're like, how can I keep this blanket on? (laughs) Oh my God. Sitting under a blanket is such a nightmare. And you're like, Wait, was it hard? What? Like, I don't think it's that hard, but that's now how I feel using wi- I'm like the beginning of that commercial now when I use wired headphones. I'm like, I'm choking to death. My God, you know, and, and it's tugging on me. And AirPods are, here's my problem with AirPods. They're too expensive and I can't keep track of them. And I am not responsible enough to own AirPods. So I hate to say this. I am on my third set of AirPods and I finally said to my husband who always like I lose them and he gets them for me for my birthday or whatever. I finally said to him, I'm cut off. I now have my third set of AirPods. I've had them for a while. I'm taking pretty good care of them, but I don't want to own them anymore because it's too stressful for me. But I think now they're making cheap wireless earbuds and I just want those. I don't want the fancy ones. Well, yes. I will put the link in the show notes for this episode. You can sort of swipe or tap wherever you're listening, or you can go to wetfreshhellpodcast.com. 
I haven't tried them yet, but Jill Krause swears by them, and the Amazon reviews were amazing for a pair that are much, much cheaper and work as well as AirPods, supposedly. I've got a good one for parents of littles. Laura says shaving cream. Yeah. I hand my kid a $1 can, and they play for about an hour outside, mixing with water or just painting everything. It even helps make bath time into a good 45 minutes of play, a good, cheap, and easy go-to, and easy to clean up. I'm a little suspicious of easy to clean up. Yeah, we have to make sure that they're not going to put it in their mouths, I guess. Although, we'll probably wouldn't kill them one bite and it tastes pretty bad. So if they put it in their mouths, they're not going to put two bites in their mouths. I don't know. I never did this with my kids. That seems like a nightmarish idea in terms of being messy. But I guess you do it outdoors. I did like a shaving cream fight with kids at like Labor Day, like state park basically set up like a lake. And we would like it was always on Labor Day, probably because Lake then had a you know film of shaving cream on the top of it. We would chase each other into the water and, you know, fight each other with shaving cream. It was the highlight of an 11 year old summer for sure. This was when you were little. Yeah. I'm sure all those fish died and now you should feel really bad. <laughs> I don't know. Shaving cream seems high maintenance to me, but it works for Laura. I'm fine with it. I think, yeah. Outside or in the bathtub. I'm going to give you another one of mine, which is reruns of the show Top Chef. Are you familiar with the show Top Chef? Those shows don't do it for me, but my kids love them. My husband and I have been having, we have one hour a night, basically. We don't watch TV in general because, I don't know, we're just not big TV people, but... And we never watch TV with our kids, which is a big distinction. I was talking to friends last night, and they're into um, the new Cobra Kai. It's like the revisit of Karate Kid. Everyone's into that now. Anyway, but I'm like, oh, that's what we watch with our kids. We don't watch TV with our kids. My husband watched Stranger Things with the boys. I watched Little House with my daughter. But that's like rainy afternoon time. Mm -hmm. My husband and I always have to have one show that we're going to at night. And... We had been doing this show, The Bodyguard, which is a British BBC show, but it's just kind of depressing. And then we were um, watching Homeland, their latest season of Homeland. And again, I'm not at a phase of my life where I need anything stressful. Right. And I have found that Top Chef is like the perfect bullseye for us just because it's like the stakes are very low. It's like, hey, can you cook something good? I'm sorry, today you didn't cook something good. You'll have to go home. Please pack your knives and go. My spouse and I do not watch TV together anymore, and I feel like we need to find a show, but he wants to watch stressful heart racing. We were talking about a couple of weeks ago, like drug cartel with half the dialogue in Spanish kind of shows. And I want to watch documentaries about cults. That's what I want to watch. Yeah. So we have, I will say, we have two categories of shows. We have three categories of shows. Shows we watch with the kids. Shows we can watch together, and then secret shame shows. And so the secret shame show for me, somebody had told us about Selling Sunset, which is this Netflix show where they sell real estate. It's like hot ladies sell real estate. That's the plot of this reality show. And I kept hearing about it. David, my husband and I were watching something, looking for desperately anything to watch. I said, oh, somebody told me this was good. And about five minutes into it, I said, oh, no, no, no. This is a secret shame show. This isn't a you and me show. That's like, I like to watch that when I'm folding my laundry. Yes. I like to have something in every category. And let me tell you, if you need a secret shame folding laundry show, I defy you to do better than Selling Sunset. It's incredible. I was a real housewife's certain cities only aficionado for a while. And I finally, I was like, I love myself too much. I love my brief shining time on this earth too much to watch Real Housewives anymore. I'm going to tell you that this is Real Housewives meets real estate. So it's like a little tiny bit of Real Housewives, but not so much that you feel bad about yourself. Yeah. Okay. And then they're like, so I have a house I'm showing in the hills today. And then it's. 15 minutes of a tour of this unbelievably, I mean, they're not even, they're actually kind of ugly to me. They're like $15 million homes in the Hollywood Hills. And believe me, having spent a lot of time in Hollywood, every time I look at one of those $50 million houses, I'm like, good luck when you wake up with a rat on your face because those houses all have rats. So there you go. What? All, every nice home I was ever in, I worked as a caterer and I also knew people who lived up there and like everyone I knew who lived in the Hollywood Hills had a rat problem. And I'm like, I don't care how much your house is worth. You've got big, slick, fat, black rats running around that house. Enjoy your life, Richies. I'll be down here in my apartment laughing at you. 
Can I give you a parting shot, a short one of a, a thing I can't live without that I just like found this weekend? You for sure may. The app called All Trails. If you're looking to hike this fall, like find somewhere to go near your house, near your mom's house, whatever, the All Trails app shows you everything right near you, how hard or easy it is, how many miles. It's very, very, very useful. That is a terrible parting shot for me because I have decided (laughs) at my age that I am allowed to not to admit that I don't like certain things and hiking is one of them. Mm -hmm. Like walking slowly up a hill in like general discomfort is why would I want to do that? You're earthing. I like the views, but I would rather someone just carry me around on a beer of some sort or I could get a little motorized scooter (laughs) because I don't like what I like doing really. I've run two marathons. I like doing really hard exercise classes. I don't mind exercise, but like slow, boring, uncomfortable walking is my nightmare. And I admit it. You're a barbell. You're like marathon or zero gravity chair is the only two states. That's it. That's exactly right. Like I never want to do like anything that is just boringly uncomfortable kind of (laughs) hard that's it like i will do a 30 minute really hardcore run or i will be a norwegian baby and there's nothing in between okay all right i feel you so send me some pictures from your hikes because i don't want to go i will fab i love my hikes all right we've all found some things we can't live without hopefully we found some hopeful ones for you this is going to make a great thread on the facebook group guys so come out facebook.com forward slash what fresh hellcast and tell us what you can't live without because we do get some good takeaways and amy is going to put links to all of the things we talked about so you can actually buy them it's like one-stop shopping it's yeah hilarious podcast content recommendations for selling sunset and links to buy stuff all in one place. If you're going to watch one show, make it The Vow. But if you're going to watch two shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's be very clear. Top of the mountain is The <laughs> Vow. A strong second if you like... Secret shame shows. Fashion, dumbness, and some real estate. I'm telling you, Selling Sunset is good. We're also on Instagram at Hellcast and on Pinterest. We're also on Twitter at WFH Podcast. And you can find links to everything we talked about today on our website, WhatFreshHellPodcast.com. And look forward to our spinoff podcast, Breaking Down the Vow with Amy and Margaret, which will be launching soon. I'm on it. Talk to you next week, everybody. Bye. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.